You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. My Lord. We have been, this month we have had our friendship Sundays in the course of this month and the messages have been targeted towards um, towards that and this morning I want to I want to bring a word um, what I call um, navigating relational pitfalls Navigating relational pitfalls. But um, let's read from James chapter 4. James chapter 4 from verse 1. It's come from. He says, where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and you covet and you cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask a means that you may spend it on your own pleasures. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself and dwells in God. Or do you think that the Spirit says in vain, the Spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? But he gives grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy into gloom. <laughs> Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Do not speak evil of one another, brethren. He who speaks evil of a Lord and judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and destroy. Who are you to judge another? Come now, you say, today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there, buy and sell and make profit, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time, then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it to him, it is sin. 
These are, these are hard words. <laughs> I remember when, when the Lord visited Pastor Sam um, in 1994. This was a scripture that the Lord spoke to him on. You know, and um, yeah. So let's let's look at a few principles as it applies to relationships. Okay. Yeah, he says, "Where do wars and fights come from among you? Where do wars and fights come from among you?" So one thing you need to understand, I was, I was meditating early hours of this morning. And one of the things the Spirit ministered to me is that um, you can never succeed in life if you don't master relationships. Do you understand? Yeah, you, you have to get it right. You must... You must, you must master relationships because that's, that's one of the ways that God is going to bless you. That's one of the ways that God is going to take you to the next level. He's going to use relationships. So one of the ways that the enemy hinders us is by attacking key relationships. Are you getting me? Yeah, he attacks key relationships. If he wants to hinder you, he wants to stop you, he will find a way to attack a, be a blessing that is meant to be a blessing to you. A relationship that is supposed to be a blessing to you can be attacked. You can attack your relationship with your friend can attack your relationship with your spouse. You can attack your relationship with your parents. You can attack your relationship with your boss. You can attack your relationship with your sister, your brother. You can attack your relationship with God. You see, so Everything, every blessing that God has for you needs a relationship. Think about it. How many of you are where you are right now without the influence of anyone? Not even one person. What about the self-made? <laughs> Are you not a self-made person? Self-made. Or maybe you are a self-made millionaire in the making. <laughs> so, the enemy knows the strategic nature of relationships. So he is going to do everything he can to ensure that he attacks it, especially 
if it is going to be a blessing to you. If it's going to be a blessing to you, he'll, he'll do all he can. So you must master this area if you are going to fulfill your destiny. Because as a matter of fact, there are relationships that are linked to your destiny. Whether you like to believe it or not, that's the truth. Ordained. There are people whom God has ordained either to help you or for you to help. Correct? You're not only to receive, you're supposed to give as well, right? So there are people that when you bless them, it opens the next level for you. Yeah. So, before you bless them, the enemy can attack that relationship. So by so doing, what happens? You miss that opportunity. To be ushered into the next level. So that's why you, you need to understand that even as a, as a warrior in God's kingdom, as a soldier in God's kingdom, you need to understand the role that relationships play in God's scheme of things. Alright? There are obviously certain relationships that are not okay. That the enemy is going to use to try to bring you down. So you need to know what relationships are of God and what relationships are not. You need to be able to discern. All right? So there are many pitfalls like, you know, a pitfall is like a trap that you're not obvious of. You're just, you're just moving around. and It's like a landmine. You know, you just step on it. Poof! Your leg is gone. So in relationships, the enemy also plants some landmines. So we don't, if we are not um, conscious of this, then we can miss it. And we don't understand why certain things are happening the way they are happening or why certain things are not happening. Somebody be happening. Might be that there is somebody that is linked to that breakthrough. But because you won't honor that relationship, you can't get the breakthrough. Okay? So he says, where do wars and fights come from among you? Let's read it in the Amplified. See what, how the Amplified puts it? He says, what leads to strife, discord, and feuds? And how do conflicts, quarrels, and fightings originate among you? How does it come? It doesn't just happen. Yeah. Something introduces it. Correct? Yeah. So there's discord. There is conflict. There's quarrel that comes in, especially when it's a godly 
is divinely ordained. It's supposed to take you somewhere. Right. You're supposed to get somewhere in your walk with God, in your destiny, in your walk with God, and God now begins to yoke you to certain people. You need to understand that every one of us is against in one way or the other. What the Bible is against is the unequal yoke. All right? An unequal yoke. But there is an equal yoke. If there is an unequal one, then there is an equal one. Correct? Yeah. So the yoke, the principle of the yoke is that in those days, when they go to farm, they have the oxen. They have the oxen. They put them one beside the other, right? And then they put the, the yoke on their neck to link them up together. And one is going and the other one is... One is usually more skilled than the other. Yes? Yeah. So the other one is, is learning. is following the one that is an expert. But it's an equal yoke. But it's training the other one, enabling the other one to acquire the skill that is required to plow that land. That was the technology they had in those days. Now we have tractors and all of that. But in those days, that's what they used. Remember, Elisha had 12 yokes of oxen. That's what, that was a, a business. That he had. Yoke is easy. All right? So, and Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. He said, come and take for me. Right? So, even our lives are yoked with Jesus. He's the expert. And we are to follow. He has mastered relationships. And that's why if you study the life of Jesus, you find that this, is, this guy, I mean, he can relate with anybody. How did he master that? How, how was he able to balance his perfection with the imperfection of man? Some of us struggle to balance our strength with the weaknesses of others. Can't you be strong? Correct? Yeah. You are strong and you can't understand. Why can't you be strong? No. He is yoked to you so that he can be trained You see, that's the purpose. But you don't see the purpose. Instead, you look at it and you become critical. Then you miss out on the opportunity of imparting your strength to someone who is weak. So that now brings discord. It brings strife. That's where it comes from. Right? He says, Your body may not arise from your sensual desires that are ever warring in your bodily members. Now, he's talking, dealing with the flesh here. In other words, those, the, 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 the struggles, the conflicts we have are actually originating from the flesh. They're not from the spirit. 
They are from the flesh. When your flesh begins to rise up, then it leads to conflict. So sometimes we have the battles of flesh. Your flesh is rising, my flesh is rising, everybody's flesh is rising, then there is a civil war. <laughs> that's, where, that's where wars come from. <laughs> that's where wars come from. And it's in wars that they put landmines. Am I correct? It's, it's in wars. When there is war, that's when they put, go put plant landmines. So when there is civil war going on, the enemy is able to put landmines all over, all over. And you go here, poof, it explodes. You go here, poof, it explodes. Then you lose that leg. You can't stand. What you're supposed to stand on, you can't stand on it anymore. And then you wonder why the struggle, the struggle continues. But I pray that the Lord will help us. And clearly, open our eyes to see clearly and to know the people he has put in our lives. And we will not allow the flesh, the flesh to, um, to cause us to, to miss out on the opportunities that God has presented to us. Yes? Look at verse 2. He says, you lost and do not have. You murder and covet, and you cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. <laughs> you amazing. You lust, and you do not have. Yeah? You murder and covet and cannot obtain. So even though, even though you kill someone in your heart, you still cannot get because killing somebody does not make anything available to you. And of course, murder there is, is like hatred. You hate somebody because you feel that he has something that you don't have. Now, if you hate that person, does that give it to you? No, it doesn't. Hmm? When you get that wedding invitation, you now hate the person. You say, I mean, what, what, what's, what's the point now? Does that help you in any way? Hmm? Or oh, this person invites you for a housewarming party. And then, no. So, it's the flesh. When you start having that feeling, know that it is not the spirit. It is the flesh. So you need to know. You need to be aware of where it's coming from. You fight and war. So you know, anything now can spark a fight. <laughs> See? Anything. This person just smiles at you and you say, so what's the meaning of that? It's just a smile. It's just a smile. Why? Something has crept in from the flesh. 
the enemy has planted something. But he always has access through the flesh. Remember, the flesh is the dust. That's the dusty part of your life. Hmm? That's the dusty part of your life. That's the part that is from the ground, isn't it? Remember that God gave Satan the right to eat. That's his food in Genesis 3. That's what he feeds on. That's his food. Dust. And that's flesh. So when we start exhibiting the works of the flesh, you are feeding demons. So that's how demons get food in our relationships. Through the flesh. Yeah. That's where the fights come from. That's where the war comes from. The war, it's... Listen, you need to know who the real enemy is. It's not your friend. It's not your brother. It's not your sister. Satan. Come on. That's not the real enemy. The real enemy is Satan. Okay? But his entry point is the flesh. His entry point is the flesh. So when there is manifestation of flesh all the time, I'm telling you, there is going to be constant fight. Constant fight. You can pray from now till December. Huh? So far as you are walking in the flesh, I'm telling you, you will quarrel with everybody. Everybody will be a problem. Even angels. You will quarrel with angels. Quarrel with the Lord. <laughs> yeah. And remember, landmines are usually buried in the ground. You can't see it. So the devil's landmines are buried in your flesh. You see? So he just plants it there. It's like, oof. Then, oof, it explodes. Then, war. <laughs> Let's read this in the Amplified. Verse 2. It says, You are jealous and covet what others have, and your desires go unfulfilled. Of course, they would be fulfilled. God does not fulfill covetousness. Correct? Yeah. He will fulfill desires, but not desires of the flesh. Covetousness is of the flesh. Hmm? Yeah. It says, so you become murderers. You begin to assassinate people's character. Do you know? Huh? Do you know why Lucia is always looking so joyful? Let me tell you. Hmm. 
So the person that is admiring Lucia, you now go and murder that image in that person's mind. Can you see? So now, next time the person sees Lucia, the person just walks this. So, so far as that concerned, Lucia is dead. Because you have killed, you have killed her in your heart. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> That's it, you see. To hate is to murder as far as your hearts are concerned. You see? So, please, never hate anybody. Okay? You can hate their actions, but don't hate them. He says, you burn with envy. Maybe they, they, <laughs> they say green with envy. <laughs> maybe the, 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 the spirit of, of envy is green. Maybe it's, maybe it's green in color. I don't know. I've, I've not seen that demon before. You know? Maybe if you see him, he looks greenish. You burn with envy and anger and are not able to obtain the gratification, the contentment, and the happiness that you seek. So you want to be, you want to be fulfilled. You're doing all that you can, but you are envious of other people. If you are envious, you'll never be fulfilled. You see? But it's in oh, Relational dynamics are linked to fulfillment. You see, so if we don't pay attention, if we don't guard our hearts, when he says guard your hearts, keep your heart with all diligence, he, I'm telling you, he means what he's saying. Hmm? He says, so you fight and war. Can you see? That's why you fight and war. When all these landmines have been planted by the enemy through your flesh and all of that, buried in your flesh, you are walking and you think, I'm just being myself. Well, may God deliver you. Well, you're not like that. I changed my language. Yeah. We are not like that. But we just need to be aware of this. We need to be aware. Okay? He says, you do not have because you do not ask. Instead of going to God, even instead of asking. In fact, if your brother is succeeding at something, why don't you go and ask him, how are you doing it? Ask. Teach me. Huh? Teach me how you do this thing. Instead of fighting about it and cooking up a storm that will murder him in the hearts of people. Hmm? Can you see where our problems come from? Oftentimes, you find that God will, will initiate certain relationships and then because 
We don't deal with these things. The enemy is able to put some landmines. And then, boom! Civil war erupts. <laughs> Woo! Okay. So, turn to someone and say, it's a serious matter. Yeah. It is a serious matter. Because it's directly linked to your ability to be fulfilled. It's directly linked to the answers to your prayers. It's directly linked to your blessing. And that's why. And the enemy doesn't want you to live where you are right now. He doesn't want you to, to, to get to the next level. He doesn't want you to enter into the next chapter of your life. So what does he do? He looks for ways. Creative ways. To sneak in. And introduce some traps. It says in verse 3, you ask and do so receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. So he says, even when you ask, your motive is wrong. So in other words, when we ask, God is listening, but he's also looking. <laughs> God is not blind. No when you when um, when you see a blind man, he is if you notice something about them, their other senses are well developed. Hmm? I remember when, when, when we were kids, uh, 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 a music teacher who was blind. And this man, you know, I always used to love to play. I didn't want to, I didn't want to have lessons. So when, when he comes into the house, he wants to sneak out to go and play. But what used to shock me is that he knew each person's footsteps. I, I, I thought this guy must be a magician or maybe what, what kind of witchcraft is this? Because as you, are, as you are running, he says, Eric, come back, come back. I can hear you. And he's accurate. <laughs> huh? It's amazing. So, God does not only listen to us, he watches. He watches our hearts when we pray, when we go before him, when we seek his face. He's looking. He's hearing, but he's looking. He listens, but he looks. Alright? So when you pray, Lord bless me! Good. He hears you but he's looking into the heart. If the motive is wrong, theology might be... <laughs> your theology might be right, but if your heart is wrong, you can't pass. Hmm? 
So he says, adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? <laughs> it's interesting how he's dealing with this. He's now switched to idolatry, uh, adultery, which also the spiritual ad adultery, which is idolatry. When you go after other gods, huh? you remember when you read adultery, God kept accusing Israel of going for, of, of, of adultery, spiritual adultery. Why? Because they go after other gods. And in the New Testament, you find that they adultery. In fact, if you read the book of Revelation, Father uh, Jezebel, one of, the, one of the things about Jezebel is adultery. So she, she seduces God's people into spiritual adultery. To worship other gods. Hmm? Adulterers and adulteresses. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Now, I want you to know that you shouldn't know that when he says friendship with the world, what is he talking about? He's not saying that you shouldn't have friends who are unbelievers. But he's talking about the world. The system. All right? In 1 John, um, he says that um, the world consists of the lust of the flesh, right? The pride of life and the lust of the eyes. That's what the world is. So friendship with the world means friendship with pride. Pride of life. Friendship with lust. Lust of the eyes. Whatever my eye sees, sometimes I, I must have. Sometimes I like window shopping, but it's not to feed my lust. It's just to admire beautiful things. <laughs> yeah? I mean, God gave us eyes to behold beautiful things, right? How many people have gone, driven past a house, you just, it's just so beautiful. Yeah. Or you just see this car and it's like, my Lord. Let it just remain there. Don't go on now, begin to plot how you're going to get it off that person. It's like this uh, couple that were Mercedes. In, 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 in those days, there was, there was this Mercedes-Benz, uh, it used to be like the in thing at that time. They call it baby Benz. Mercedes 190, right? So this couple were given a ride. They, were, they came out of church and they were going somewhere. And they got into this man. This man decided to give them a lift and they entered the car. And the moment they entered, uh, I can't remember if it's the man or the woman. They said, Father, we claim this car in Jesus' name. <laughs> The man said, get down. <laughs> get down from my car. <laughs> I gave you a ride. Now you are claiming my <laughs> Go get yours. <laughs> I reclaim it. <laughs> yeah. 
That's right. First John chapter 2, verse 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of, a, of, of life, is not of the Father, but of the world. You see, that's what it means when you say, when the Bible says, don't love the world, love not the world. It's not saying don't love people, but it's saying don't love the system of the world. If you are delivered from this, God will bless you beyond your wildest imaginations. Yeah. Some of us, our blessings have been delayed because God is waiting for us to overcome in these areas. I'm telling you. Let's take, take a moment. Just pray for yourself. Just say, Lord, deliver me from every, every lost. Lost of the eyes. Lust of the flesh, pride of life. Uproot it from my heart. If there is any seed of pride in me, Lord my God, let it be removed right now. Lust of the eye, every lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes. Mighty God. Mighty God. Let it not be found in us. Jesus. Mighty God. We bless your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Let's see. The next, next verse says, do you not, um, okay, still in verse 4, adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever wants to be a friend of God, uh, sorry, whoever wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Can you imagine? You don't want God to be your enemy. You don't. So that means God is some people's enemy. That is hectic. To have God as your enemy? Who's going to help you? Who, who will deliver you from his hands? Oh my. <laughs> oh my. No. God must not be my enemy. So because of that, I reject the world. I'm crucified with Christ. Yes? I'm dead to self and to the world. So in other words, the world has nothing to attract me to it. So that's, pride should not be able to attract you. Pride should not be appealing. Lust should not be appealing to you. It shouldn't appeal to you. You know that if you are, if you, if you are able to defeat the world, if you are able to defeat lust, if you are able to defeat pride, 
Satan will find it very hard to get you. Because the mother of all sin is pride. That's the mother of sin. All sin came from pride. And it started in heaven. With Lucifer. So, and he has perfected it to a point where it's so hard to detect it. Hmm? You can be in the spirit and still be prideful. You can be a worshiper and still be prideful. As a matter of fact, the more you worship, the more you need to be careful. The more you pray, the more you need to be careful. You can be a prayer warrior and be in pride. That's what I'm telling you. The, 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 the enemy knows that's, that's the easiest way to come in. So he will introduce pride. If you are anointed, ooh, that is... Yeah, there can be pride. If God used powerfully, oh my God. If you are successful, oh. hmm? there's no one that is exempt from this. So even if you, I mean, if you are rich, oh my goodness. But even the poor, oh. Whew. They are not, they are not exempt from pride. Yeah. So there are those who are religious and are proud. Those that are not religious and are proud. There are rich that are proud and there are poor people that are proud. There are successful people, millionaires, multimillionaires who are proud and there are paupers who are proud. So we need to understand that once, once there is pride there, then it has a way of affecting our relationships. Do you understand? Because once, once there is pride, because a, a proud person is always right in his own eyes. Now, how can you relate with such a person? It's always right. Even when he makes a mistake, the mistake is right. It's, 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 it's incredible. But, but that's, that's, that's how the enemy is able to attack our relationships. This is pride. One of the ways you can also identify pride is the things that offend you. Because pride leads to offense. Come on. Yeah. So, if we begin to take stock of the things that offend you, it's most likely there is a trace of pride. That's why it's... That's why you see Jesus. The only thing that Jesus... That, that 
you can see Jesus demonstrate righteous indignation. But he never allowed pride to, to settle in him. He was tempted at all points and yet without sin. Jesus could relate with tax collectors. He would relate with sinners. He would relate with prostitutes. My goodness. This guy. Nicodemus could come to him at night. Come to him. Relate with him. Yeah? Rich people could come to him. And he would relate with them. Poor people would come to him. And he would relate with them. Gentiles, he would relate with them. Jews, he would relate with them. My goodness, may we be like that. May we be like our master. That we will be able to master this area. Because I'm telling you, your blessing might not come in the shape and the personality. Huh? That you want. It might not. Come, it might not come in the gender you want. <laughs> it might not come in the race you want. It might not come in the nationality you want. Come on, yeah. It might not come in the class that you want. doesn't need to consult your preferences before he sends a blessing. What? He just sends it. Now it's up to you to recognize it. To recognize it and say, this is my opportunity. This is an answer to my prayer. Your answer to your prayer does not always appear in the way you imagined it. If, you walk, if you've walked with God for some years, you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. You pray, Lord, do this. And then it comes in the form that you are not able to appreciate. And it's, he does it on purpose. He purposefully packages your blessing. And put it in a vessel you are likely to despise. Yeah, I'm telling you. Put it in a vessel the things you are likely to despise. He knows. He can see your heart. And he knows the things you despise. You put that blessing there. And see if you will humble yourself. To receive that. If you despise children, that's where he will send you your blessing. If you despise men, that's where he will send your blessing. If you despise women, that's where he'll put it. If you despise whites, that's where he'll put it. If you despise blacks, that's where he'll put it. If you despise Chinese, he's sending you a blessing, a Chinese blessing. I'm telling you from experience. I've learned some, a few things. Is now, so that's why I'm. My heart is now open. So I don't care 
If it is a vagrant on the road, it could be a blessing. Do you understand? It could be a blessing. The key to your breakthrough might be in that smelling person. Yeah. I remember a pastor. She had a story. Years ago, he was a pastor in Durban. He said, guy, he's a this guy comes and knocks on his door. This guy, he's a, the most, and this pastor, he's extremely neat. I mean, this guy, he, if he puts this chair like this, it remains like that. Because if you move it, there will be civil war. Perfectionist. So this guy comes, knocks on his door. This smelling <laughs> looking man, dirty looking man, knocks on his door and he's hungry. He says, I'm hungry. He, so this pastor, he says, when, when the guy knocked on his door, he, he now went and took bread and gave the guy. He gave the guy the bread and the guy walked out and he was looking and he said the man actually vanished. He disappeared. So he's like, what is this? The next week. I mean, this pastor was going through hell. At that time, challenging. Life was tough. Ministry was tough. <laughs> everything was tough. You know those seasons where it's like everything is against you? Nothing seems to work. That was the season he was in. So, but after that, he, he now remembered the scripture. Do not be weary to entertain strangers. He says, the Spirit now says, some have unknowingly entertained angels. So he went and he told his wife, I met an angel today. And then I raised the story. And the Lord was at him. But you know what? The next week, somebody gave him a house. Bought him a house. And told him to just pay, I think, is it 40 rands or 100 rands or how much? Did they, did they, they just asked him to pay that. <laughs> A whole house. <laughs> so, that house was packaged in a smelling. Huh? It was packaged in a smelling, rough looking man. Hungry. Man, but because in his heart he found the love and he was able to give him food. 
That was a test. And he passed the test. And he said from that time, his life changed. From that time, he was invited to, 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 to minister somewhere in the States. And he went there. They asked him, he said, oh, you're from Africa. Play us a folk song in church. A folk, African folk song. He plays something. And the guy thought, ah, okay. He climbs on the piano and he plays, play, play. He plays something, I don't know what, you know. And after that, you know what? They gave him $50,000. Now, that is like in the 80s or early 90s. That was a lot of money. Huh? It still is a lot of money, right? It still is a lot of money. But he said, things just took a different turn in his life from that visitation. Always. So, you need to not be stuck in your ways and so addicted to your preferences that you miss God's visitation. Hallelujah. I think we need to stop here. I, I thought we could finish the chapter. but Hallelujah. Say, Lord, may I not miss uh, may I not miss my blessing? May I not miss my visitation? Yes. I pray that nobody here will miss the day. Did not come visitation. The nation of Israel missed their visitation. Because Jesus did not come in the package they imagined. He did not come the way they expected. And so they miss their visitation. May we not miss our visitation. Let's stand up on our feet and pray. Come on. Father God, we just thank you this morning. I pray. I pray that we will be able to overcome every relational pitfall. Every relational pitfall that the enemy, oh God, will set for us. Give us the wisdom. Give us the, 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 the insight, Lord God, the necessary insight. We will not lose the sensitivity, mighty God. Mighty God, that we will not miss it. My Lord and my God. Lord, my God. Open our eyes. Show us, oh God. Show us, help us, help us, oh God, not to miss you in this area. Lord, my God, Lord, my God, we want to be, we want to be successful in all our endeavors. Help us, oh God, to recognize the blessings that you send into our lives in whatever form or fashion. In whatever shape, in whatever shade, oh my God. 
I ask for wisdom here. Empower us, Lord my God. Help us to be sensitive. Help us to be sensitive. Mande ke sombro dos tu kubaha. Menga deke dos tu sulabaha. Jesus, my Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name. We give you glory, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we've come to the end of our service. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.